Hi, welcome to episode 6 of the Narrow Road podcast. Nikki Pattinson, Be Someone, part 1. Nikki Pattinson hails from Home Firth in Yorkshire. You'll hear the accent. She's a powerhouse of a woman who has experienced devastating loss and turned it into amazing success. As well as being an internationally renowned business speaker, Nikki works with massive retail brands like Tesco's, Halfords and Illamasqua, as well as law firms, media companies and branding agencies to transform their internal sales cultures. In part one of a three-part Be Someone, we discuss Nikki's upbringing on a farm and how, as a five-year-old, she knew even then what she was born to do. A tumultuous relationship with her parents led to a tumultuous marriage and Nikki never feeling she was good enough for anything or anyone. Nikki found her place at a biscuit store within Huddersfield Market that her and her husband ran, taking it from a turnover of £1,000 per week to nearly £2 million a year within two years. Things looked rosy from the outside, but devastation was in the post. I was in tears listening to what Nikki had overcome. This is a raw, unbelievably honest and open conversation. Strap yourself in, get a stiff drink and go for it. So, Nikki Pattinson, thanks for coming. Really, really chuffed, really excited about this. Um, how are you doing? I'm great. I've got my diet cool. I've got everything. <laughs> no expense spared for Nikki. I'll tell you no what, we even spared. had ice. We Can did. I we say? did. Borrowed ice, though. Borrowed. Ah, right. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you went to that detail. Yes. Well, I forgot to get it from the shop, and I forgot lemon as well. So I went downstairs and said, "Have you got any ice and lemon?" So we've got some ice, but no lemon. I went, "Oh, bloody ah. hell!" So I didn't have time to then run out and get it before you came back. Do you so. know what? We we can handle it without the lemon. I'm proper coffee. Ah, I'm yeah. proper coffee. Yeah. What yeah. can I say? No Nescafe and Maxwell. No, none of that shit. None of that shit. Yeah, none of that shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Nikki, um, thanks for coming on. Really, 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 really appreciate it. The most interesting person I've ever met. Known you for about 10 years. Yeah. And I first got in touch with you when I was doing conferences, and someone just said to me, You need to speak to Nikki Pattinson. Mm. I went, Who is she? She went, Just, because I Googled you. Just get her, get her, get her, and it'll be full. And it was when we were doing the dream start in Leeds, mm. and they were right. Yeah. <laughs> they were right, and I remember, I remember I rang you up, and um, I sort of said, look, I've got this conference, it's in Leeds, and thankfully you spoke at it, and what that person said to me, and I can't remember who it is for life in me, you were right, the, the room were packed, we had it, people coming out crying. Yeah, we're, I remember. We're, honestly, I remember, mm. I, I, I waited to outside, to everyone, and, and there were men and women coming out of that crying, and I were like, mm. oh my God. I, I remember, can I just say that I don't think I'm interesting, I think I just tell the truth about myself, which is quite a rarity about mm. people, because I don't feel that I need to protect myself from what's happened to me, mm. or anybody else, it, yeah. it just is what it is. Yeah. So I think that you, people listen to anybody that actually tells the truth yeah. about themselves, yeah. Yeah. what happened, how yeah. they feel. Because very, very few people do that, do they? Very, everyone's got a mask, haven't they? Yeah. Even with people that you know, not you, but even with people that they know, they've still got this mask and very few people, uh, this is the way I'm, take it or leave it. Yeah, but, they, you know, they're nuts because we can actually see through it. Yeah. You know, we're actually set up these days to see through it so you know that there's something a little bit about those people that you don't trust. Yeah, 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 yeah. But people still continue to... Do business with them, or listen to them, or 
consume what they're putting out there, don't they? But it's all very one-dimensional mm. and quite yeah. unsustainable yeah. in the world that we live in yeah. now. Yeah. It's all very one-dimensional. You don't feel anything in these people's presence, only that there's a little bit of a rabbit off somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, can you just give us a bit of insight into the young Nikki? Oh, little Nikki. Oh, she... Well, I was going to say she were a bugger, a little Nicky, but actually she wasn't that much different to this Nicky. No. So, uh, my mum and dad were farmers uh, uh, on the hills above Old Firth. Anybody knows Old Firth? It's a very gorgeous yeah, place. beautiful. Yeah, that's why I'm vegan. Yeah. I don't eat meat, because I saw so many terrible things as a child. And, you know, farmers, not just my dad, they were ruthless. They didn't think in the same way that we think. So no. that had a, a massive effect on me. But do you know, from being conscious, I used to say to my mum and dad, one day I'm going to be on a stage. Hmm. I'm not an actress, I'm not a singer. I can sing a bit, but I, I don't on stages yet. Yeah. I might do yeah. one day. But I knew, I actually described what I do for a living and what I put into the world. And how old were you at this point? Probably four, three, four, five years old. Right. But I felt it. I think if you ask a lot of people what they thought they would do as a child, they, you kind of get an inkling as to why you were here. Hmm. And I used to say, why am I here this time? Mum, why am I here? And she'd go, why? No, I'm first. And I'd go, no, yeah. on the planet. Yeah, yeah. literally here. Yeah, yeah. literally here. Because I, I knew that there were a lot more to this planet than yeah. met the eye. Anyway... Cutting a long story short, even at that age, I didn't give a stuff. I was always getting thrown out of class at school. Nobody saw, you know, particularly when I went to secondary school, nobody saw who I really was. Nobody saw, you know, that that little girl at the front, that 11-year-old at the front, that was singing songs, doing impressions at headmistress, entertaining everybody, should actually have gone to drama school. Yeah. So yeah. what they did, they told me that I were, you know, that I was a bad person. Yeah, for yeah, that yeah. Disruptive. Rubbish. Disruptive and threw me out. What they didn't realise that to entertain those people was the greatest thing of my freaking mm. school week. Mm. That's what I lived yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. If only somebody had seen it. I want a bad person. Yeah, yeah. It's just who I was. Yeah. Anyway, I'm a little bit numerologically dyslexic. I can't count. I know what I'm spending in Harvey Nichols, yeah. but give me, <laughs> yeah. you know, give me one check, I'm all right, yeah. but give I've me two. I've seen clothing you wear, I know yeah. you know how much you spend. <laughs> <laughs> no food in fridge, Prada <laughs> boots. Uh, and I can't, you know, but I can't have two checks together, that would yeah. do me editing. There's obviously something going on in my brain. But at 16, I got, I started work in a shoe shop, Peter Lord's in Huddersfield. Yeah. And my life freaking changed that day. That first day or week in that shoe shop was a snapshot to the rest of my life. Right. So I went in there and I sold more shoes day one than most people could sell mm. in three days. Why was Fact. that? Why? Uh, because of the connection that I made mm. with those people. So the connection comes first, the sale comes second. Mm. It's actually not the other way around. Bear in mind you're 16 here, so I'm no 16. one's taught you this, have Nobody's you? taught no it. No one's sat you down and give you connection training, have they? No, no. I just sat and talked to people, and it all just came naturally to me. Mm. So, But literally, 
and, and you get pivotal moments in your life, Danny, and I, I, I often talk about this particular one. So I would told I would told I were rubbish all my life. Yeah. I wasn't, you know, academic. I wasn't as clever as my sister. I didn't want as well behaved as my sister. You know, my mum and dad had their issues. And in those days, to be anything different wasn't right. You yeah. had to tell yeah, the freaking yeah. line yeah, or yeah. get deleted. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we had this family that used to come into Peter Lodge shoe shop. And I think it was probably day four or five they came. And uh, they'd got a little, a young boy, Andrew, and he was Down syndrome. Andrew had been about nine or ten, I guess. So I served this family, put these shoes on this little lad's feet and never thought all else about it. And when we got to Till, the mum said to my boss, can you just come here a minute, please? And she put her arm round me and she said, never get rid of this girl. And my boss looked and said, why? She said, because my son has only ever let two people in the whole of his life put his shoes on. One's me, his mother, and the other is this girl. Never get shut of her. She's amazing. And do you know what? I'm 61 now and I'm not too big to tell you I sobbed like a freaking mm, baby because yeah. nobody had ever given Nikki a value in her life. And it was a value and it was a definition, a validation, validation and a definition. Yeah. And do you know what? I never forgot that. Mm. And everything I do in my life is motivated by validation, what you put into the world, mm. what you get back, how, you, how people see you and definition. And I think most people's are, but you, you get... Pivotal moments, mm. and that were a big one for me. So all that, you know, not clowning about, but all that performing at school was mm. a warm-up, wasn't it, for yeah. what you, you, the person you are now? Oh, I spoke to 3,000 people a couple of months ago. You know what? I mean, I, I, I was a little bit nervous, mm. but actually, that's what I'm here for. That's, you know, yeah. if only we'd have seen it, that's what I would put on the planet for. Go out and freaking do it. Mm. Yeah, so you're at Peter Lord's. Yeah. How long were you there for? I was there for two years. Then I decided I'd go back to college, long story. Um, and then just messed about in my 20s. You know, I thought the core of me weren't quite enough. I thought nobody would ever really want to employ me. I thought I didn't deserve to be successful. I didn't realise this at the time. But because I'd told that I was to being told all my life I was a certain certain undeserving kind of person, mm, yeah. uh, and that's interesting because you know I had a lot of clashes with my mother and and you know because I was so different to the person that she wanted as a daughter, and so you know she used to say to me, well you know that's it we we had a farm at that time and. So she'd just say, well, that's it, we'll just write you out, we'll just give it all to your sister. And really funny, you know, you've got to be careful what you put on that hard drive. Because I put on that hard drive, you know, that actually I, I shouldn't have all this. So I actually ended up subconsciously writing myself out at will. But and I, I'll tell you what happened. I don't think you put I don't think you put that on your hard drive. I think your mum did. Yeah. I'm yeah. not being disrespectful to her, you know, I yeah. would never talk bad about anyone's mum. But your mum put that on the hard drive. Yeah. And it's careful what you put in your kids' yeah. heads. Did, you, did we, you get on with your mum? No, it, I wished I had. After me, took, the day after my mother's funeral, I took my son, who was just over two years old, to a cafe. 
And it just seemed that everybody else was sat on tables with the mums and the kids. Mm. And I was sat there on my own. And I realised that even though she wasn't there anymore, I'd always been on my own. You yeah. know, she'd never... We could never have that relationship where we'd sit and talk. Nothing, you know, it, look, it was community. That's how it was in those days. It was just after the war. People were messed up. My mother's life had been completely different to mine. She'd come from nothing. She'd had a lot of poverty in her life. You know, I think she probably had depression. I think both my parents yeah. did. Yeah. You know, they were farmers. They were quite isolated. Yeah. And people had a skewed idea of reality. And everything was, how does my family and what they look, how does that make me look? Mm. It yeah. was never, what do I do make yeah. me look? Yeah, yeah. So, you know what, I have forgiven my mum and my father, you know, for the, my father for the terrible things that happened on the farm and my mum for the way that she was with me because she didn't know any better and how bad must you have felt to be so frightened of how people saw you that you would that you would speak to your own daughter yeah. like I was sometimes spoken to. I had an Iranian boyfriend at 19 and they were very racist as people perhaps were in those days. Different times, weren't different they? Times, yeah. Different times, different times. But I got, they, they actually threw me out. They got me up one Saturday morning and they threw me out. They'd never met him. You know, and I was staying a night here and a night there. I, and to this day, I can't imagine how anybody could actually yeah. do that to their own child. Yeah. But thank God they did. Because I'll tell you what, if there's no else about me, I'm freaking tough. And it's because I have lived through all that and I've had to process an awful lot of very emotional yeah. things that have happened in my life. And without all that, there wouldn't be all this. No, so I'm no, certainly not no. bloody whinging. When did you forgive them then? When did you, did you consciously sit down with yourself and forgive them? I did when I realised that 96% of all my brain space were taken up with anger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anger yeah. to my parents, to my mum, yeah. and anger to my ex-husband. Because I recreated that. When I got to 28, I met the man who would soon become my lovely ex-husband, Johnny Boy. And, um, I, I, you know, as often does, you recreate in a partner what happened to you as a child. Right. So the alcoholic, yeah. they'll marry an alcoholic, and I married somebody who told me I were rubbish all the time. So, you know, and I, I, I you know, I, I won't even tell you what his name for me was, but I married somebody who told me that no matter what I did, I were rubbish. Yeah. And, you know, long story, but I'm going to cut it right down because it, it's important. Pivotal moments, parts of your life that are actually sorting you out for the rest of your life and elevating you, but you don't see it at the time. Me and Johnny Boy bought a market stall in Huddersfield, selling cakes and biscuits. So just where did you meet Johnny Boy? Oh, Johnny Boy. I'd always got this thing about America and I went to an American fancy dress party yeah. and he was dressed as a GI. I've always had a thing about GIs and I looked at him and I had a voice in my head that says, you're going to marry him, but he's going to nearly kill you, but you're going to marry him. And I did. Six months later, I married Six him. months? Six months. It was like immediate. Yeah. Boom, boom, was boom. Was it love at first sight? Uh, no, knowing at first sight. Were you listening to the voice in your head? Uh, yeah. Mm. I just knew that, that he was very much part of my path. And he's had to be forgiven too. Right. So, uh, we, 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 so we bought this business 
doing a grand a week. Yeah, what business was it? Selling cakes and biscuits right. in Huddersfield Market. So what how, What were you doing? Were you consciously looking for a business to buy or did you just pass it, it a thing? Well, he up? literally signed the papers. I say we, but he literally signed the papers the day that he met me. And within, you know, a couple of, a few weeks, I was working in the business with him. Right. You know, there's things in your life that you're right proud of yeah. that might be insignificant to other people. Pivotal moments. We took that business and we created something that was so magnetic and so powerful mm. that we took that business from a grand a week to two million a year, just shy of, in two years, 20... How old's Danny? So... 30 years ago. So... 30 years ago. He signed the papers... To buy the business. Did you know about it? Uh, no, so he did it on the day that he met me. Ah, right, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. So then you... Did you start working more or less straight away uh, in the business? A few weeks, couple of months, mm. yeah. What made him buy it? Uh, was, he, was he a bit of an entrepreneur? Was he a bit yeah, of a... Yeah, he'd had a few businesses. Yeah. I don't think any of them had done much. Yeah. But, he, yeah, every, all things are meant to be. Yeah, what um, attracted you to him? That voice that said, you've got to marry this man. Right. So if it had been like, you know, what's he called? John Merrick, you'd have still I, gone there. Yeah, it was a, yeah. You were draw, drawn. Yeah, I knew. Something that, higher. I knew, some, yeah, hmm. something higher. I knew that it were wrong. And there were many a time that right up to six weeks before the wedding, I was thinking, I can't be spoken to like that in public, you know, I can't have that. But when did this all di- start? When did all the, the, the negative talk start then? Oh, literally after a month. Was it? But you see, I thought that that's all I were worth. Yeah, it's all you knew. And I asked, that's all I yeah, knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mum wasn't that bad, you know, I mean, my no. God, she'd never call me the C word, you know, and but it was a different, you know, but that kind of, it's not, I don't want to say the word abuse. It but, is. But, no, not from from him. Yeah, from that's, him. That's abuse. Yeah, but it comes, you know, if we look at where he was, he was quite a broken person yes, to do yes, that. Yes. But I didn't see that at the time. No, no. And I remember just before the wedding, I, I thought, well, you know what? He's kicked off at me again. He humiliated, humiliated me again. I've had all this. Uh, but you know what? Actually, I'm not worth any more. So. Mm. And I actually thought that about myself. Yeah. So yeah. I did it. Thank God I married John Hughes. You know, thank God. I had two beautiful boys. Yeah. I learned everything I needed to learn on that market stall. You know, what what happened on that stall set me up for the rest of my mm. freaking life. Mm. And I am so thankful and mm. so grateful that, that I married him. And what, what age are you at this point when you... I, was, I got married when I was 20, just a few, not, uh, 29. 29. 29. And um, so, like, I, I, I'm... In my head, the picture I've got is 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 a, a a girl and a young woman that really all her life has never been told she's good, never been given any. Apart from the time at John Peters, she's never no one's ever said to yeah. her, you know, you, 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 I'm proud of you. Yeah, never, never, no. never, and. You kind of accept that, but you wonder what is wrong with you. But yeah. I want the norm, no. you know. And I think even today, people will look at me and they'll go, yeah, she's a dickhead. Or, she's all right. Mm. I doubt there's anywhere in between. Yeah. But I just think if you've got 100 people in an audience and 85% of them think that you're hideous mm. and 15% think you're all right, yeah. one day that 15% is going to make you very rich. Yeah, yeah. Better than having a load of people that go, sorry, oh, I can't remember her. No, no, no. I, I, I think, Nick, you flip that number around. Mm. 
I've been in audiences, I've, I've, I've run events, but you've spoken. And to, to think that even 85%, only 85% of people think you're brilliant is wrong. Honestly, and I'm not just saying well, it because you sat in front of me. Seriously, I, you know, we, 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 we talked digression off the point, but we spoke in early when you spoke at, at the first event I ran. I read men and women walking out of that room crying. Someone said to me, get Nicky Pattinson. And I'd, I'd never heard it at the time. I'd just started off and you filled that, you, you made that event. That place was rammed. And, and do you know what? You see, let me, just, let me just tell everybody why people may have been crying. Not because I'd shouted at them or because they were crying out of boredom. But I think that what I have learned about myself has enabled me to let people see themselves yes. sometimes for the first time. And that's quite an emotional thing mm. because most people never get chuffing chance to meet themselves or know what they were capable of because they're still freaking living on what other people, society, the mm. family, their husband, their ex-wife, tell them that they are. So when you can actually put phrases together and put a story together that is always true. I do not talk crap. Everything yeah. I say is true. Yeah. That lets people see themselves for the first time. That's quite an emotional thing. Yeah. And that's where we start. Because if you don't know what who you are, who you are and what you're selling, what you're putting out into the world, you're freaking nowhere. Yeah. That's where we start. So what do you think when John had bought this business, biscuit business? Oh. You embrace it, you think, oh, did you yeah, just not, no, not very different? Oh, some it. of the people I met were just oh, the best people you'd ever meet mm. in your life. And you know what, we could have fifty a queue of 50 people six days a week from nine in the morning yeah. till half five at night. And we'd put things in place. I didn't know what I was doing, yeah, but yeah. we created behaviours that made it so people wanted yeah. to stand there. So what was it like when you, so you, you've got this biscuit business that's mm. running, you go into it, and, and I get the impression that, that, that you didn't consciously do what you did, you just did it because it, it was there subconsciously, and that's really a gift. Yet. You didn't, you didn't, I don't get, it really yeah, I don't get the impression, and just from knowing you, obviously I wasn't there at the time, that you, you went and sat down and thought, right, this is what we need to do. I, just, I can see in my mind's eye, you in there, mm. just doing it. Not knowing why you're doing it, but just doing it subconsciously. Yeah, well, let's look back at that, because I've got a little phrase. If you can make people feel better, you'll never be poor. In my audience, it were Maggie Thatcher, it were Maggie Thatcher's years. What did I have in front of me but an audience of people that were told that, you know, if you're a low-income family, you're nothing. Yeah. If you're a single parent, we've got to bloody look after you. Yeah. You're nothing. Yeah, yeah. And what did I have in my, uh, in my, at my queuing at my biscuits of those people? Yeah. So we subconsciously, what consciously, subconsciously, don't bloody matter. We created a way of being that elevated those girls. Yes. Mostly girls, some boys, some families. Yeah. So people left my counter feeling better. Now, let's just look at this. Or was it always actually getting fixed? It was me. Because I went into work every single morning feeling crap about myself because that, that's what I'd been told all yeah. my life, thinking I were, feeling I was useless. 
And when all those people were queuing mm. and the laughs we had, and people were hugging us, you know, mm. I did a big project at airport, nobody could believe it. The passengers were coming and hugging me and me mate. Well, just come back to hug you before we get yeah, on plane. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. God bless you, love you, thank yeah. you. Yeah. You know what? That all was actually getting put right. It was me. Yeah. But the fact that we were turning over two million a year, yeah, money don't make you happy. I tell you, I did learn. Because, you know, there'd been quite a lot of poverty as well in yeah. my childhood with lots of lands and property. But money doesn't... It's not the money that made me happy. Because if you don't have somebody who... Respect for yourself and somebody, somebody who respects you when you get home and, uh, and, and love in your life, then you're just an unhappy bird or bloke in Prada shoes and a Gucci dress. That's it, you finished. So did Johnny Boy do selling as well on the, on the store? He did most of the buying and selling, right. uh, of the buying. buying. Yeah, yeah did and the I selling. did the selling and handled the stuff. Yeah. He handled the cash. Yeah. <laughs> he handled the cash yeah. and the buying. Yeah. And you were front of house. Yeah, yeah, to, on yeah. five sites. Did you work well together, I'm guessing? To, 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 to build a business like that, on the back of, let's be frank, biscuits, yeah. you must have been good together. Yeah. As, 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 as a business. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I miss that. I, what I do now is quite solitary, you know, and I miss that. We used to go for walks with, you know, with dog and, mm. talk, on, and talk about work all the time. But I love that. I miss that. I miss having somebody to share yeah. what I do with. Yeah, share your day with. Share the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, when you both worked in the same business, you completely understood what the other one yeah. was saying. Yeah. Look, you know what? When What happened may well one day be a movie. But could, it could be. It could be. Honestly. It could be. But I thank God I met that man, and I wish him no ill. Absolutely. So you you buy, you buy the business, and you you're starting to make people people feel good about themselves. Yeah. But you're actually healing yourself at the same time. Isn't that life? Isn't did, that all of us? Did you know that at the time when you were doing it that I'm actually healing myself, or is that? with the benefit of no that's a benefit of hindsight back, yeah. I just knew that I wanted to be with those customers no matter what yeah. you understood them I understood them and they understood me because yeah. I made sure we all understood each other yeah. and it's so it was you know it was putting somebody a couple of extra little biscuits in the bag of winking at them or squeezing somebody's hand yeah. and one lady uh, came to us Chesterfield counter and how many how many did you have then? five so you started from from one in Huddersfield Huddersfield uh, Nelson in Lancashire we ended up selling that uh, Mansfield Chesterfield and Rugby we had and one lady came to chat and this woman she used to come every week and she was a bit later you could time your clock at that time by professional uh, professional shoppers it's mm. been different now and this girl this lady came she'd be about 45 and she looked like she'd been crying when she came and I went round front and I just says, hey, are you all right? How are you? And she goes, my dad's on life support. I've just come out for 10 minutes. We think we're going to lose him. I've, I've just come out because I've got to go get my daughter from school and I don't know what I'm doing, love. And I bagged up. Gets me even now. I bagged up. It cost us nothing to do it. A couple of chocolate cakes, da-da-da, da-da-da. And I just put my arm around her, squeezed her hand, and I said, them's for nurses, them's for you. You know where we are. Yeah. You just come here yeah. anytime and we'll sort you out. Lots of love and yeah. know what you're going through. Yeah. And honestly, to have the capacity to be able to do that to somebody, that is the freaking joy. Yeah. You know, that is yeah. the joy of life. Yeah. That's what businesses are about. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that's what pe- things are lacking nowadays. Aren't there? There's mm. no, there's no spontaneity. There's no feeling. There's no, there's none of that. There's no connection. No connection, and that you know to be able to do all that for me was that's what that's what bloody med mate is now. Yeah. I could tell you stories all day long. Tesco's, Alpha Airport shopping, Goschalk's law firm. You know, I could tell you a little bit of kindness goes such a long way, yeah. but it actually completes the circle because when you put kindness out, it's very rare that you don't get it back yeah. in that yeah. pivotal moment. Yeah. There are moments in my life, in my working life, where it's been from the stage, a one-to-one, doing a project in a company, that honestly, I will never forget them as long as I live. No matter how long I live, I'll never forget yeah. those people. Uh, you, uh, you, you seem quite spiritual to me. Would that be correct? Or is that the I word? I think I might be a little bit attuned. I, um, yeah. I, I, I've, I've said this to you before. I, I, first time I met you, I actually thought you were psychic. Or, and people might hear that and think, oh, Gypsy Rose Lee behind a curtain. Mm. I, I thought this lady's got a connection somewhere to, to you know, whatever's up there, you know, whether you're religious whoever you know whatever everyone people believes in I honestly thought at the time I remember telling my mum when I first met you and telling my now wife I said I met Nikki today told her all about you you know I came home like heads all over the shop and and, and, and then I thought this, this lady has got a connection this lady is, is and I think psychics you know people might laugh at that term but I, I honestly thought you were you could you sort of you sort of as soon as you meet someone you know straight away you know what 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 what's a, what what what's inside. You know what 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 needs pulling out and dragging out, and 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 I've never met anyone that that can do that. We can all do it. It's just that let's just say, uh, well, when I was young, I, even when I was growing up, I kind of knew that I could see people mm. in a slightly different mm. way. But then there were events in my life that just cracked me freaking soul open. Mm. So. You know, uh, it, it all came from there. And shouldn't somebody who talks about connection, you know, let's just take sales and all the rest of it out at way for a second. You know, what I do is teach people advanced connection. So surely to God, it's only right that I can do that. Because otherwise, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's all so. going to be a little bit flat. You'd hope so, it? wouldn't you? You'd yeah, so. you bloody hope so. so. So everything's going swimming. Yeah. What were the what were the bis- name of the biscuit? Take the biscuit. Take the biscuit. Call, yeah. So take the biscuit is flying. Yeah. You've you're earning well. You've, you've got you know good customers. Yeah. Your life is what one to ten. Where are you? Two. You're two. Yeah. Right. Because oh. uh, my marriage was yeah. horrific. The way I thought about myself, I were only happy when I were at work. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know I were happy when I were at work. It all went a little bit tits when I got home on a night. Right. And, and when you say it went a little bit tits, can you describe that? Yeah. Um, John were never there. He played squash every single night. Um, What's the lovely squash? Yeah. <laughs> well, now we know where he was. Right. <laughs> yeah, which makes me laugh. So, well, all right, let's just take you through my... I still call it my card of demise, because when I first started speaking... I was so nervous that I actually had to write my own freaking life story on right. a piece of card. It's still up on my office Quite wall. Quite cathartic, that. 
very it? cathartic, yeah. Because yeah. so most people would look at that little square that is on my office wall, and their heart would sink. They'd go, "Oh my God, how'd you live through that?" Mm. I look at that and thank God for it because it's the reason why I am who I am, doing what I do. Mm. So uh, around that time, I had my first little boy, our Jackson. Yeah. So just, just can you talk us through what it was like when you say it went tits at home when mm. you got home? What what was that? It was never there. Um, we used to, he used to like to go out on a night. Um, so, you know, uh, he, he were always out. Mm. But we used to go out as well. And it was this big facade. Look, it were 80s, early 90s, the big shoulder pads, mm. the, you know, everything were about how much have you got. Yeah. And we used to go out with all his friends from Squash Club. And, you know, they'd all, we'd always end up having a row. Because I wasn't quite good enough. Yeah. I'd said something, or I'd done something, or I'd made him look stupid, mm. or, you know, and there were no, you know, but there were no love there. But I didn't know what love was because mm. I'd never seen it no, at no, home. No, no. You know, I said this on a podcast the other night. It's funny how to- uh, talking actually clarifies what your life were like. So my parents. I never, the love word were never used in our house. I didn't actually know what that was. To me, love was find somebody who, you know, get a business, make money, that'll make you happy, that's love. No, it's not. But I didn't have a model that I could look at that was functional, ever. So, you know, I was in this disastrous relationship where, you know... I, I were happy when I were at work. When yeah. I were at home, either he wasn't there or, you know, I were wheeled out in bloody shoulder pads yeah, and yeah. shiny tights yeah. and yeah. freaking glitter. Yeah. Yeah. But if Token, I, to- bird on arm, yeah, nice bird, bird yeah, on arm. Yeah, that's you know. my wife. That's my wife. We're turning over two million a year. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I'm not being awful to John. I'm really not, you know. I can be a nasty bastard. You know, we all can. Yeah, and I put my hand out. You know, if I'm pushed, I can be... But it was just, it just, you know, you know when something's just not working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's difficult when you're in the middle of it, mm. in the eye of the storm, yeah. to, 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 to sort of do anything. You know, it's classic wood for trees, you know. You, you, well, yeah, my mum, you know, my mum died suddenly. I'd got my dad next door. You know, my dad and my, uh, my ex-husband got on really well. We got this big estate, you know, my dad's estate. Yeah. You know, we got the business, and like from, from just, outside in, it looks... Oh, it looks, from outside know, in, everybody think, wanted yeah. to be me. Yeah, but I very soon became the girl that nobody wanted to be. Right. So and that, I can absolutely... that If ever I write a book, that has got to be a chapter. What to do when you are the person everybody's glad that they're not. So go on then. What happened so then? So I had my first little boy, our Jackson. Um... The minute they put Jackson in my arms... How old were you at this age? I was 31. Spring Mike, a bit closer. Just bring Mike a bit closer. I was 31. I was 31. Right, that's better, yeah. And... Uh, Planned? Uh, no, it just kind of happened. I, I wasn't bothered for having kids, to be mm. honest. Um, but, yeah, along came our Jackson. My mother was a very stunningly beautiful woman. She was part Italian. Yeah. And I didn't know that. I didn't know you had yeah, Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got very Roman face. Yeah, got yeah, very Roman face. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when they put Jackson in my arms, Where, why Jackson? 
uh, I just really, I've, I've heard the name when I've gone to America before, yeah. I just love the name Jackson, yeah. and there is an interesting story about his 18th birthday that we might get a chance to yes. tell you. Yes. So um, they put him in my arms, and I just had this overwhelming love, followed by overwhelming dread. And I turned to the nurse, and I said, what do you do when babies die? What do you say to the parents? And nurse, she said... And how old is Jackson at this time? <laughs> he's just, Literally, just a couple of minutes. Seconds, well, even seconds old. Seconds old. And she said, what a strange thing to say, he's perfect. And I goes, but what do you say? She goes, oh, she still even think that was a yeah. stupid thing to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, Jackson was, we had a, talk about connection. Even as a baby, we were telepathic. Mm. And you know what? Please don't laugh at that. Because I'm promising you, mm. every time I looked into his eyes, he was telling yeah. me something I didn't want to hear. He knew, on a soul level, we both knew we weren't here for long. And people would come up to me in supermarkets and touch him and go, that child's like an angel. What is it about that child? That is like a, is a, there's some ethereal about him. Absolutely. And I go, yeah, yeah, because I bloody well knew. Anyway, I am vegetarian, vegan, and I chose this vegan nursery. And November the 2nd, 1989, and yesterday, because anybody out there that has had trauma in their life will know that shock takes over, and it can be years before you see the detail. I can see it clearer today than I could 30 years ago. So... The, the, the night before, so the 1st of November, that night, it was like I could feel a dark energy around the house. And I wanted to say to John, the, cat, the, the, the germs in the, in the carpet cause cotton death. And at 11 o'clock at night, I went round and I, I borrowed my mum and dad's back and I'm scrubbing. Yeah. And he's going, what are you doing? And I'm going... Oh, I don't, I don't know, I've just got to click. And anyway, morning after, woke up, Jackson were there, thank God. And I used to put him in a, a little, a big panda while I put my makeup on to go to work, or to drop him off at nursery. And I know I wasn't imagining this, because I turned around to him, his eyes followed me. And how old is he at this point? Four months and two days. Four months and two days. And his eyes are following me. And I turned around and I know, because I said, darling... What are you looking at mother like that for? What's wrong? What's wrong today? Why, why are you staring at mummy? He never took his eyes off me. Anyway, I put him in the car, took him to nursery, and I can see it now. I gave him to the woman that run the nursery, walked to the door. I had that bloody voice in my head again, and it said, don't leave him, go back and get him. And I turned, and mine and his eyes locked, and she was just taking his hat off, and they locked, and he just had... A face, a cat, I've never seen before or since anybody with that look on the face. It was just a soul knowing. And I kept walking because I was more afraid of what my husband would say if I didn't go to work than that voice. Because I tried to tell myself, you know what, every new mum gets that. Nobody wants yeah, to live yeah, yeah, Everybody yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. 13 yeah. minutes to one. I think everybody knows what's coming. I've just served a customer who said, what are you doing for rest at day, love? And I said, well, we're picking me husband's uh, nephews up and, and, and Jackson baby, and we're going to Blackpool to look at lights. Are you and feeling uneasy at work? Yeah, I knew I wasn't going. Mm. I couldn't settle. I yeah. knew we weren't going. Yeah. Yeah. The phone rang. 
I knew immediately what it was. And I picked the phone up and they'd got this script in their head and they just said, sit down. And I just, because he's dead. And they said, sit, and they started to go, the, the, the man who, the woman's husband that owned the nursery, started to go through this script. We went upstairs, da da da, he wasn't breathing. We called an ambulance and, and I could hear somebody screaming. And then I realised it was me. So I stopped screaming and I just said, right, I'm on my way. And they said, no, you've got to go to the hospital. So, um, yeah. Do you know what? I had a lot of bad truck with my husband. And I sat there. The first person I asked for was the surgeon that had delivered him, the, yeah. the, the man that had delivered yeah. him. And he came and he's holding me. I'm my mother-in-law's that other. And I saw this man that had given me, that I'd got this relationship with my husband being supported by two nurses walking along the corridor and that freaking gets me even to this day because you wouldn't wish anything like that on no, anybody no no, no, um, no so yeah they put him it turned out that they put Jackson upstairs in a hot day it was a hot day although it was November in a travel cot they'd not taken his big coat off and they'd left him to scream I didn't realise but witnesses came forward after somebody that worked at the nursery and they used to they're not there anymore I think they live in America actually but they'd, uh, they used to discipline the babies by letting them scream upstairs and it overheated and died so like, right let's just Let's just say what that did. Because everybody's going to be thinking, that's the saddest freaking story ever. And you're probably thinking, how can she sit there and talk about it with such clarity? Well, let me tell you how it is. I miss the man he would be every single day. I miss the relationship he would have with me and his brother every single day. I miss not arguing over the dishwasher. I miss not knowing the man that he would become or he would possibly marry, the grandchildren, but also the, you know, I miss every day that relationship we had. What am I thankful for? The fact that on some level before we came here, he clearly, we had a little contract that he said, Mum, I'm going to nearly freaking kill you, but you'll go off and be marvellous at what you do. So I felt my soul crack when I heard that news. The pain. I used to put my hands over the gas fire, gas ring, and burn my hands because it wasn't as painful as the bloody yeah. pain in my heart. So there's a lot of dimension when something like that happens, but that was the freaking making of me because I never saw life in the same way again and I will never see life in the same way again. And I realised that actually your soul is real and we're all connected by souls. That's, I, can, I can walk into Tesco when I'm picking up a project there and tell them that, mm. but they see it with every single person yeah. that I work with. Wow, um, poof, unbelievable. Uh, I was in tears when she was talking about what happened with Jackson. As a, as a parent, I can't imagine how you get over uh, something like that, and I still can't now. Um, so that was part one. Um, in part two, we cover the breakdown of Nikki's marriage and how Nikki met the, the man she calls the fixer. <laughs>